Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So thank you so much for joining us today. We would love if you'd love leave a review um, down below. Those five-star reviews really do help us a lot. Uh, but before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Can't say enough great things about the people up in, in oh gosh, where are they? They're, I know it's a suburb of Minneapolis. Um, I'm going to have to look that up before the next podcast. But um, great customer service, so easy to set up and break down. It is, uh, you know, I, we own three of them. That's, that's probably... Um, I've had a lot of people come and try to sponsor this podcast, but I only do sponsors that I truly believe in. And I believe in Dr. Dish. I also believe in teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is my baby. It is what allows all these podcasts to go out and stay free and to all of you. So, um, you know, several ways you can help us out by, uh, by leaving a review, but also by coming over and checking out teachhoops.com. Uh, right now we have a three, a quarterly three month, um, subscription that will you know not be around forever but we're trying some new things out so come over and check it out and have a great day last time we did the coaching or sorry yep. my bad. the summer workouts we did yep. primarily shooting drills so we did badger uh full court uh, with the three lines um free throws in between um partner shooting with the close out uh so shooting threes uh shot fake go right shot fake go left yep um you went over an nba free throw so i think i'm good with shooting drills. did you do did you do those did, have you done any of those yet our kids graduate today so oh, okay okay I start uh tuesday tuesday okay so, okay and we we always did badger drill we just didn't call it badger drill um, okay but i like the i like drills where you can incorporate more in one thing and that full court is good because you're doing agility you're doing ball handling and shooting Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I like that too. I really like those drills where you can get two or three things. Um, so we do, we're doing three morning, three days a week, 
Um, I'm not a teacher, so I got to be done by nine every day. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I think you said you guys do the same thing. We can only go to the end of July, then they resurface the gym and volleyball starts the third week of August. Yep. It's exactly the same. And yes. all my kids play soccer or okay. soccer or golf. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I like personally, I like leaving August open. I do too. Um, I just think it's like, if you want to go to go do whatever you want in August, just give me June and July as much as you can. And then, um, yeah, I just like that. I just I think it's, yeah, I just think it's great. And it's a break for me a little bit too. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're seeing where, well, last year was COVID obviously, but this is my going to be my fourth year. Uh, two years ago before COVID, we saw where kids had uh, summer soccer, summer baseball, basketball, and it just got to be – it was nuts. And my kids are getting older, starting to play stuff. Right. And so now a lot of parents are – it's kind of the habit where the first two weeks of August is when they go on vacation. Yep. And you still have people that go in July, but I'd say by far 75% of the people are just like there's summer this, summer that basketball camps, 4-H camps, whatever. So they're going, um, you know, first two weeks of August as a break between. Well, in Wisconsin, you can't even – we can't start school till September 1st because there's such such tourism in northern Wisconsin. So um, they did that to basically push, you know, the tourism in August So because everyone travels in August. So it's interesting. Um, yeah, we're yeah. in the Finger Lakes region. Have you ever heard okay. of the Finger Lakes? So we're kind of very, very – yeah. And yeah. the Adirondacks aren't far. Um, Niagara Falls is a huge destination, which is closed right now, but it's only an hour and a half. So yeah, we, we start, we, my kids got done this week, but we don't go back till the day after Labor Day. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Okay. So what else? What, what, I forgot what you were asking about though for today. You asked something and I forgot. There you oh, back. Yeah, was that that? I don't think that was on my end. Was that on my end? It might be my internet. I had to get okay. on my hotspot, so I apologize. Okay. okay, no worries. So, anyways, uh, I don't know where I cut off, but uh, shooting girls, I think I'm good with. I just okay. want to pick your brain about some of the other stuff you okay. know, do during the summer workouts. Yep. Um, so, uh, are you talking? Are you talking small group? Or are you talking big group? Um, I'm going to have between 10 and 15 kids, uh, from going in the seventh to going in the seniors. Okay. And what's your objective from these other than the, the, obviously the shooting stuff we've talked about, what's your objective? Just skill development. Um, we okay. play, we're playing in a summer league and then we play two nights a week pickup at the, uh, local town park. So this is just more, I don't. I don't want them just playing. This is going to, I want it to, we probably won't play in this at all. If we do for maybe 10, 15 minutes, I want to just purely skill development. Okay. Um, so I, I would, first of all, I would do some ball handling, but before I talk about that, I would do some small game stuff. Um, are they bad? <laughs> it's going to sound like a weird question. Are they basketball players? Like do they, and what I mean by that is do they understand um the game do they understand i no. would definitely lean towards no no okay so then you want to do a lot of, and i was talking to a coach i don't know maybe two or three weeks ago about this you want to do a lot of one-on-one two-on-two two-on-two -on -two, two -on 
two on three, three on three, those kind of things, especially if you're dealing with a small group like that. Um, I even do that with my guys. First of all, they like to play. That's the first thing, which is great. But then when they're doing that in small groups, hopefully, I always hope I have an odd number because if you do like two on two, then they're always going with new people. If you got like nine people there, it's always, it's great because they go two on two, then they go two on two, and then they, there's two, the new, the group is always new. Yeah. I always don't, I don't like them going with the same person. Um, but I do that from, I do that from half court. And it, have I told you this? And and I do it where the okay. So I'll start with one on one. So like when I go in tomorrow, I'll go one on one, and I'll give the defense, um, I'll give the defense an advantage. So I'll put them two or three feet in front of the offense, and then I'll put them even, and then I'll put the defense behind, and I'll just let them play one on one half court. I do that the first day. So, and there's different things. And then I'll talk to them. It's like, okay, if you have the advantage defensively, what should you be giving up? And if you're behind two or three feet, you're just going to try to not get, let them have a layup and hope that your, your friends are going to come and help with you. So I would do that both the left side and the right side, half court going, you know, and then what we do with our guys is we limit the dribbles um, or we limit the time. So I'll change it up depending on how I'm feeling that day. So sometimes I'll play one-on-one half court, four dribbles. Um, and then sometimes I'll do eight seconds kind of thing. So it forces the offense to attack the rim. Um, and it also forces. So the one-on-one thing is more of a individual skill work. They got to be able to handle the ball. They got to be able to create, you know, and then the, obviously you're working on defense. So what we were talking about before, it's doing more than one thing. So I'll do that both sides. I'll probably first dad probably just do that. That's six things, three things on each side going right and left. A couple minutes each. Man, I mean, they'll be gassed after they do this for a while. So they probably won't. I mean, you probably have to maybe even shoot free throws before you switch sides. Because um, the ones that haven't been playing, that will be taxing. Because you can't hide playing one-on-one. And then the next day I would come in and do two on two um, and the same thing. Uh, but this time it's now you're, now you're teaching them how to read the game with setting screens, you know, setting a ball screen, basically um, those kind of things, spacing again, dribble time. And then I would then, and then sometimes I will, I will follow that up with two on three. I'll put three defenders and two offensive players or three offensive I Three offensive with your group, I might put three offensive players and two defensive players because um, someone will always be open, so they'll have to read how to score. Um, and then I wouldn't go any more than three on three, and that's that would be the last kind of step to that progression. Um, and when I do three on three, I don't really do behind too much. I do even or give the defense an advantage, and then I'll do it for like 10, 12 seconds. And then that really works on the, cause that's the reason I asked the question three on three is the, is an ideal game to learn the game. Um, I think all kids before they're 12 or 13 should only play three on three. We don't live in that world um, because you can't hide. You got to play defense. You got to touch the ball. You got to dribble. You got to rebound. You got to screen. You got to do everything three on three. So all you're playing would be three on three. If you let them play, mm-hmm. um, now it's going to be hard because you probably won't have 12 people there at all times, but 
it will teach them it'll teach them the skills they need to be effective basketball players. That's why I asked that specific question. Um, that that um, would be a big chunk of time, to be honest with you. And I would do that. I would vary it up. One day I might do one on one. One day I might do two on two. The next day I might do three on three. Then I might do uh, you know three on two. One day I might do two on one. So I'd vary it up just to keep them interested. But I would try to do some variation of that just about every day. Okay. So uh, three on three, you said just do even. One on one, you get, you have advantage, uh, even disadvantage. And the two on two, and the I do uh, I I do all three of them on the two on two, okay. um, and then I can again I'll vary it up. Um, and with one on one, obviously I don't want them going. You know, if it's an even number of players, if you have eight players there that day. I, my rule is you never go with the same person more than once on a side. So if we have nine, it doesn't matter um, because they'll have to switch up. Uh, but if there's eight and it's, you go two on two, two on two, two on two, two on two, then, I, then the next time we come through, they got to switch up and go with someone different. Um, just because I want them to get different reads. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses when they play. So I want them to be able to read those. So that would that that's a great thing for all the skill sets because <laughs> they got to be able to, and, and what I will do and is yeah, if you, sometimes during the season, when I do this once in a while, I'll do it going both directions, but I don't do that in the summer because first of all, they're not in shape. And second of all, I probably don't have the numbers to do it. And what I mean is I have two lines going each way at half court, right? So one going at one basket, one going the other. In the summer, I have it go. I want to see everything that's going on, so I just have them going one direction, one way. And when one you're back. done, yep. And when you're done, you go to the end of the line. That way, it kind of builds in a little bit of a rest. Um, you know, you go I'm offense to defense and defense off kind of thing. Yeah, and then and the thing is, I don't. Yeah, and it's kind of like I used to try to do like then zigzag back or something. And it's like they're just not. They're not in quote unquote basketball shape. Um, so, you know, if you do that in December, then you can basically have two lines. You can do it real fast. You can spend four or five minutes, three or four minutes on it. Boom, boom, boom. We're out. Um, just kind of get them moving. Um, but in the summer, I just, I want to see everything. Cause then I can coach them when they're walking back. I can like, Hey, do this, watch this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So that when we're using our contact days. All right. So that that's good. Cause uh, usually we've just been doing a lot of shooting. Uh, as far as ball handling, do you do stationary? We do something called dribble series. We do like start a half court and we'll set up a chair on the main basket, like elbow uh, three-point line, and then on the side basket. And the main basket, I'll have them do layups. And uh, uh, so we'll do inside out, through the legs, crossover, behind the back, spin, hesitation. How, how good? Like give me a scale of one to ten. 10 being don't have to work on it. One being they look like they picked up basketball yesterday. Where are your, where are the whole, where's the whole group? Um, I'm going to say four to five. Again, okay. I have, I have going in the seventh to going. Yep. So I love what you just described and I wouldn't change any of that. Do you do two ball stuff? Um, I do. I mean, I, uh, I think the kids get bored of it. Cause I'm kind of fundamental, but um, you know, I, I still do the old stuff that I grew up on, like the corkscrew, you know, spider. Yeah. But I'm even um, talking, doing the moves with two balls. 
No, if I do anything two balls, which we do, it's usually stationary, like V dribble in front, V dribble on the side. Yeah, see, I would, I would, I would do progression. See, I'm a big believer in like even as a warm up. It's the math teacher in me, but I want every drill that I can ball handling to be two balls, um, because you're working on both hands rather than just working on one hand. Like let's say we do fake crossover, right? You could do fake crossover with your left hand. You could do fake crossover with your right hand. And you're getting twice the work. You know what I'm saying? So we do every drill that we can with two balls. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to listen to me and, those inter- and the interviews and all that. If you do like these, um, you know, we've been putting them on for three or four years. If you like them, we would ask you to subscribe and, and leave a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just send me an email. I would, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Steve at teachubes.com. Um, when you're there, maybe come over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better videos, audio, community, one-on-one calls, office hours. So just just got off a call with a teachhoops.com member. We broke some film down for them. So go over and check that out. Um, and we really appreciate that. And if you have time, go over and check out High School Hoops and uh, um, Teacher Sidegate. Those are those are other podcasts under the Coach Market uh, media conglomerate, I will call it. So go over and check those out. Let's bet, head back to the podcast. Um, so I would even, and initially I would, I would see, I would maybe do some like fake crossovers um, or you can even do crossovers with two balls, but I would try to get them moving into the full court doing that too. Um, if you do, this is a funny drill. If you do full court speed dribble with two balls, balls will be bouncing off the wall. Um, so it might be, it might just be the first one you might want to do is just speed dribble. And then the next one, maybe do hesitation, right? Cause hesitation is an underutilized move. Um, and I, and I always talk to, I always talk to my guys about, it's like driving on the highway. You're going 55, then you're going 70. Then, Ooh, you're getting off on the ramp. You're going 30 changing speeds when you're dribbling is probably the best dribble move. Good players are good at changing speed. They're going very fast, the very slow to very fast. The, all the other stuff is good for YouTube and is great, but if you can change speed, that's a good one. So that's why we initially we'll do two-ball speed dribble, and I will tell them, and I, and I use a couple of my players, I go, I'll have professional players. And the balls bounce. If the balls aren't bouncing off the walls, you're not going fast enough. Like, you should go to the point of, almost losing it like then you're pushing yourself and getting better so it's okay when you lose the ball it's not a bad i always i always commend the ones that lose the ball because they're pushing their their window of i said i can walk home i always use this analogy i can walk home from school and i'll or i'll walk around the gym i'll do that too but i'll say i can take this ball i play college basketball but i can take this ball and i can bounce it all the way home it's about two miles, and I cannot lose it once. Have I become a better dribbler? And I'll ask them that, and they'll go, well, yeah. I go, well, I don't think I've really become a better dribbler. I've dribbled, but I haven't become a better dribbler because I haven't pushed myself to get better. I said, now if I start jogging or I go bigger or I start doing moves or I'm in and out of traffic, then I'm probably working on it more. So you want that speed thing. If you just go fast, they're going to lose it, and they'll eventually figure out the speed they need to get to. Um, but I would do – I would the stationary, the corkscrew, all that stuff's fine for a warm-up, but I would really try to do 
you know, two ball hesitation, two fall full speed, two ball crossover, two ball between the hand or between the hands, between the legs, two ball behind the back. You can do all those drills with two balls. Um, they're harder. Uh, but I mean, so what you might want to do is, okay, we're going to do uh, behind the back, you know, zigzag behind the back all the way down the court, full court. And then you're going to say, okay, go grab another ball. And then you're going to do the same thing with two balls. You know, the one in the left hand is going to go to the right hand. The one in the right hand is going to go behind the back. So it won't look pretty, but but it, but you're working on more than one thing. And it will give them some variation, I think, that would be helpful. Um, so I'm a firm believer in two-ball ball handling as much as possible. Um, just from a skill development work, obviously, you're never going to play with two basketballs in a game. But um, it just – they're getting twice the work and especially the seventh, eighth, and ninth graders will get a lot out of it because there's probably still in skill development level. Um, but yes, I like to chair stuff. I like the, you know, don't over, don't overthink the moves. Um, they need a move and a counter move. It's all they need. They need a move and a counter move. So maybe your move is a crossover while your counter moves a fake crossover. Boom. If you get really good at those two moves, they're probably all you need. Um, you don't need 16 moves to play the game of basketball. You need a move and a counter move. So when they take the crossover away, what are you going to do? Okay. When you get to the next level, you need more. But most high school kids need a move and a counter move, and they need to get really good at it. Because um, most of the time, you don't need it. Because but sometimes you do, and when you do, you need the move, and then when they take that move away, you need the counter move. Um, and that's an easy sell to them. So, you know, just kind of go watch that. Okay. So I do that full court. I do the half court. I do the stationary stuff. I mean, how how long do you have them each day? Uh, hour and a half. Yeah, that's plenty of stuff. I would do a lot. I would do the ball handling. I would do the shooting. And I would do the playing one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three. And then what I would try to do is kind of spill it out like, okay, like, okay, Monday's going to be my one-on-one day or whatever. So just give them very – you can be working on the same skills. Like maybe one day you're only doing stationary dribbling. The next day you're only doing dribbling in the full court. Um, just try to give them variation. You're basically working on the same skill set. You just don't want – you want some, you know, variation is a spice of life kind of thing. You just want to make it a little bit different so they don't know they're doing something different, but you do kind of thing. Okay, I guess the last thing is uh, like post moves. Do, do you incorporate those with shooting drill or do you have any? I don't. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have better big men than guard. I'm not gonna be very strong this year, but it, my strong yep. point will be my big. So I'm a big believer in miking, but I do two ball miking. Okay. Um. So and again, you should work on the post moves. Um. But I mean, I, again, won't spend too much time on. But I do two ball miking. Where have you seen two ball miking? Where you put two mm-hmm. balls? In the, I would do two ball miking, but then I do two ball miking facing the rim, and then I do two ball miking facing the free throw line. And, and the reason I do that drill is because think about if you drive, let's imagine you're driving the right baseline and you cut under the basket. Sometimes you got to do that kind of flip the other way underneath. And that's the one bigs aren't very good at. Um, so I'll work on that. 
So I do two ball mic in, and then I do two ball mic in facing the free throw line. And then I do two ball mic in baby hooks because kids cannot shoot baby hooks. Um, and it is a, it, it, and they're not like, they're not, you and I are old, but they're not like Lou L. Cinder big hooks. They're little, they're not, and they're, they're not floaters. They're just this little like flip that I, and I tell, I've got a couple bigs coming. I've told them that if you can get that move down, no one can block your shot ever. Like you're six, 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 seven. Like who's going to block your shot? Um, if you can do that little flip and, and they, the left hand will be horrible, but I'd still make them do it. Right. Like little flip, right. You know, I'm facing the basket. Um, you know, Again, post moves, if you wanted to do that, I would do that in a two-on-two situation. Um, what are you going to run offensively? Uh, th- that will be our next meeting. Okay. Some um, my kids are robots. Yeah, so um, some, sort of, some sort of motion. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I like that. So, okay. So then, so then what I would do is um, – and a basic skill, no matter what offense you are in, I would do some two-on-two, two, two uh, offense, defense in the post, offense and defense in the wing, and I would let them throw it into the post. And then the post has to do a move, and the post is going to read what the defender from the passer, let's say the passer throws it in from the wing. That, that defender is going to do different things. They're going to double the post. Well, if they do, then the outside person's got to relocate. They are going to stick on their man. Well, then the post should do their one-on-one, man. Go. You're, that's your – then they don't – when they're not helping on you and you get in the post, go. Because that's – you got to be able to score one-on-one. Um, so maybe they maybe they just turn their head for a second. Well, then you want to teach the the wing to flash to the basket. So some of those skill sets, that's, that's the way I would work on post moves. Um, you know, you, you – you know, you can do it with three people where you have the passer just throw it in and then sometimes they'll double, sometimes they won't double, you know, kind of thing. But you just want to give the defender down there a little bit different look. Uh, okay. If you give them a different look, yeah, you can do it. And again, the progression of teaching it is I would just have someone throw it into the post and say, okay, here, whatever moves you want to do. If you want to just do drop step, I call them Sigma because I'm old as dirt, but you know, the up and under moves. Um, so, you know, up and under drop step, baby hook. So your progression would be do that the first day, second day, maybe put just a defender in there. And then the third day would be, um, do it two on two. So just give them that little bit of progression. And I would have everyone doing that. I would have your guards doing that. I'd have your posts doing that. I'd have everybody doing that. Um, cause if you can get a, if you can, they're like, they're like, uh, diamonds in a rough if you ever find the guard that can post up it's like oh my gosh it's the best thing ever Uh, my best my each of the last two years my best post players were my two men yeah and it's like the other the 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 defenders don't know how to defend it that's hard that's the best part like two twos don't know how to defend other twos in the post and the, the kid i had this year and we didn't have a full season six foot so i mean he was decent size but he he would just want the ball in the post. So I would like run him off a screen and just go four out and right. he would get his butt into the defender and he'd either get fouled every time or score. That's awesome. That's awesome. Up and under. So you got you just do basic drop step up and under. Um uh what was the last one you said? Baby hook. 
Baby I mean, hook, you can do okay. turn around. You can do, I mean, you can do square ups. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of, I mean, it just depends on how talented the kid is. Um, I wouldn't overcomplicate it. Okay. And the objective is to try to get to the rim. The objective is to try to get to the free throw line. That's what I always tell them. Um, but no, I'll write myself a note if you're thinking offensively too. Um, yeah. So real, uh, and again, I didn't have a normal summer with the kids. Our kids ended up playing out a lot. And I think that outside, and I just basically said, you do one of three things, you pass, cut, pass, screen away. And I was having them do ball screens coming from two passes away. So it's okay. kind of like a double drive five out. Yep. Um, I, and I'm, I'm, I finally got a modified coach who cares. So I think now he does basically everything I ask him to. Okay. Um, I'm a, I love shell drill. I don't, I'll talk to you someday about that, but I live, my coach did shell drill. I love shell drill. And I think it's been the best tool that I've had to teach kids team defense. Right. Um, and anyways, the modified coach does whatever I ask. So I think the, the first year I had kids that just, I was basically juniors who were decent athletes that had no basketball IQ and no, I've got a good group of sixth, seventh and eighth coming up. And okay. a lot of those kids are coming into the workouts. I used to just have it for high school. I opened it up to them because they right. want to be there. A that's great. Yeah. Got talent. Um, but yeah, so I think that'll, I think that'll, uh, change with okay. a new modified coach. I just hope I can keep them there for a while. Okay. We're, we're a super small school. We only average about 35 kids in a grade. Okay. A graduating class, not a, yeah. So, yeah. So you want, so, so skill works, but you got to find shooters. Yeah. Small school like that. You got to find shooters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you that that can help. That can clean up a lot of messes, especially offensively. Um, but yeah, I do want to some at a next time. Uh, we start next week, so this is my top priority. Just uh, and I've read a lot because my little guy's eight now. Um, okay. I've read a lot about teaching youth and and those small. It's funny you brought that up. I just read an article like last week about small sided games because they say and it's true. My son and one other kid will dribble the face off the ball because they can dribble, and the other kids just stand there. And the other kids, and then we played in. Uh, uh, makeshift league because of COVID and uh, got other teams that are trying to run plays. Uh, My varsity just, kids can't I, remember. I've been doing that. that for 30 years. I just never named the damn thing. It's small sided games, but like the game is, if you, I, I was telling a, I was telling a friend of my brothers, it's like the game is basically three on three and two on two. If you watch the NBA, um, that's all it is. Um it's just those small little like games and you got to be able to teach them to play in those small little games. So, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll plan on that for next time. When we talk, if we're going to talk, um, if we're going to talk uh, offense, give me like a summary of your, what, what you're looking for, what you're looking for and kind of a summary of your team. Like tell me your strengths and weaknesses. Cause then I can, I can kind of modify it a little bit for you too. Yeah, and then just maybe some drills. I mean, I think a lot of that two on two, three on three, you can implement some of your offense. Like, pass. well, that's what we. That's a, I mean, that's how you teach. I mean, when my the guy defending me turns his head, you got to read that and flash to the back. So some of that stuff you got to do inside the small side of the games to teach them and show them because um, it's just repetition. It's like shooting free throws. It's just rep. It's like they got to read what 
well, if that guy does that, I'm going to do this. It's like their computer games, whatever they're playing on their phones or whatever. It's like, yeah. if you do this, then you got to do that kind of thing. And that's why I asked if you had basketball players, because basketball players just read it and don't think. <laughs> no, like, I mean, they're getting better. Um, but again, I think some of this with the younger ages will definitely, because I'm working now with the three, four, five, six, because my kids are coming up. Right. I got a modified coach who listens. And then the JVs are always with me. So I think if I can start drilling some of this stuff in the younger kids now, it'll help out a lot. But I think it will too. You know, the, the, the toughest teams that I played, uh, I got huddle and, you know, I would send one of my guys scout and watch the video. They'd run two sets, but they just could play out of those two sets. And here I am. I have eight or nine plays. The kids. No, you don't need to play. It's about, it's about reading space and it's about, yes. Yes. So I like to get up and down and run. Um, that's how I was kind of raised and, my kids do a pretty good job. They get they get teams in a lot of foul trouble. But I would like one or two set like secondary breaks. Like we used to run kind of Carolina break with the back screen or and I'm gonna have good bigs where traditionally okay. Carolina has the rim runner, you know, and you can yep. so that is I, I want one or two sets and then a couple motion sets and then if I have to have three or four set plays, that's it. I'm done having a ton set plays. Yeah, I wouldn't have tons set plays. I wouldn't have a ton. You don't either? Couple. And they don't cross over. If it, if this play does it, then this play doesn't do it. I want, I want like this one to get this. So when you're thinking of sets that you want to show me that I can, I mean, I can give you some, but think about like maybe this one gets my two, three really good looks, or this one gets my post to look. Now they're going to be other looks inside it, but you never want, you know, a dribble handoff in one play and then a dribble handoff in the next play. And then a dribble, you want, you know, you want to use different things and then get really good at them. Because um, the other thing I saw too is with the young kids is is if you don't do like positionless, you got a kid who's the tallest kid underneath the basket. He never learns how to shoot or dribble because he's tall. No, the, he everybody stops, should be a guard until they're in high school. Everybody stops a guard. growing. He stops growing, and then and then I think I talked to you the first time, like you know, watching the NBA, like the white European players are so much more skilled than everybody's the white Americans. Guard. Everybody's a guard until they're in eighth or ninth grade. I'm but even the guards can post up too. They can. Where they can a lot of our guards aren't. But. <laughs> I know. All right, well, listen, All thanks right. for your time. Yep. Um, we'll talk in a week or so. Maybe uh, after I'll the fourth. You, yeah. Yeah, probably a week or two. I'll send you an email. I appreciate your time as always. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like no matter where you listen. Apple. Spotify, we love those five-star reviews. Make sure you also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network.